0: And Bertrand Russell challenges us to analyze mathematics, not just as a study of increasingly complex principles applied to numerical data, but also the logical dissection of the axioms on which those principles stand. Uh, Consider the eons of civilization required to recognize a pair of sheep and a passing couple, uh, a couple of days. Uh, Examples of the uh, number...
1: uh, Okay, they're gone.
2: Welcome to Video High, your B-movie education. Today's assignment, Steel Dawn from 1987. Before the sun rises over Steel Dawn, let's take the roll call. Jamie Kennedy?
3: I understood just about as much of this movie as I did Dune. Five stars.
2: (laughs) Greg Hansen?
0: If you need to take a break from watching Mad Max so you can check on your crops in Farmville, then do I have the perfect movie for you. (laughs) God, this movie is sort of an AFK game. You're right. (laughs) Casey Regan? Uh, I loved it. Crazy for Swayze didn't write an opening joke <laughs> like the movie too much
3: <laughs> five stars yeah five stars yeah
2: and i'm josh roth and i got to say love this movie but it's the most misleading title since naked lunch
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's true i didn't i didn't take it's a moment to think about I... what this title even meant <laughs> You're
0: listening to KWARZ, your one-stop station for post-apocalypse news and tunes. Looks like it's going to be another hot one in the valley, the endless desert in which we all live now. The forecast is sunny with a high of 150 and a low of negative 150. And the HQI Heroes Quest Index is high today, so watch out for Tuscan Raiders, Roaming Mad Maxi, and small towns in need of a lone savior. Now for some tunes.
2: Every summer in the valley gets hotter, drier, and more full of Mad Maxi.
3: You mean the San Fernando Valley, where we currently live? Of course! Who knew
2: society was so (laughs) fragile that a teensy little thing, like all the water drying up, would send everyone into a reverse water world?
3: A barren biosphere?
2: (laughs) Hold up, who's that up on that hill doing a headstand?
3: Looks like a Jedi?
2: No, it can't be. I don't see any wise beeping droid sidekicks. I take it back, he's fighting sand people. He's definitely a Jedi.
3: Wow, Josh, sand people? Really? They prefer to be called Tuscan Raiders. Oh,
2: jeez, my bad.
3: Hey, stranger, nice fighting over there.
0: I'm no stranger. That's a different Western-ish movie. Just call me
2: Nomad. That's not a name, but sure, why not?
0: Y'all heading into town? By which I mean the one town that exists anymore in the valley?
3: (laughs) Yep, grocery shopping really was easier pre apocalypse.
0: I'll join you. It's dangerous to go alone, especially with such a high hero's quest index. Hey, hey, can we buy my lasers? Sad
2: for sale, sad for sale. Most of on sticks. Ooh, that stand's got roast rats on sticks. I'll be right
0: back.
3: So, Nomad, what do you do for a living? Oh,
0: I used to be a commander in the Guard with the capital G (laughs) during World War with a capital W. (laughs) Now I go wherever I'm needed, usually to free an oppressed town from a resource-hoarding robber
3: baron. Oh, is that what the tattoo on your abs means?
2: Sure, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, Nomad, this kid says he knows you.
0: Nomad, I knew you'd come back. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, Jux. Yeah. Ooh, I definitely meant to come see you again, and um, that's why I'm here in town. Do you know this kid? He sure does, miss. <laughs> Nomad saved my mom's moisture farm, <laughs> and he taught me how to wind race fucking knew he was a Jedi. That's right. A robber baron named Damnil wanted a water monopoly around these parts. Jux's mom had this plan to create a system of aqueducts from an underground spring she'd found. Damnil wanted it all for himself. Nomad showed up, killed all our enemies, and then he just left. And I thought you were going to stay and, uh, I don't know, be my new dad, Nomad.
3: More like no dad.
0: (laughs) Sorry, Jux. I, I didn't mean to ghost you. I had the time of my life with you and your mom. But after she and I did our fair share of, well, dirty dancing, we reached a point of breaking.
2: Huh. Weird way to phrase that.
0: The dad life just isn't in the cards for a desert ronin like me. There are dozens more roadhouses for me to bring peace to through violence. Now you run back to your mother and tell her, well, tell her everything's all right, and there aren't any more damn nils in the
2: valley.
3: This feels very familiar.
2: Yeah, it all makes me want to rewatch The Stranger.
3: No, nope. another western.
2: juxy, take care of them,
0: Both of them. Bye, little Jux.
3: Very familiar, and I can't quite put my finger on... Shane! <laughs> Shane! I mean, the nomad! Don't <laughs> no, come back, nomad! hmm Maybe I'll think of it later. should have compared notes because uh, I stole all your jokes in my uh, act one synopsis
2: is <laughs> it stealing fine. if we both came that's up with fair. them
3: I mean is it stealing when the movie is just the plot of Shane but set in Mad Max world
2: <laughs> in that case I think yes
3: out of the ruins of a
0: nuclear war <laughs> through a landscape of unearthly beauty and unknown terrors and into
1: a world struggling against the forces of nature and the forces of evil I am the authority in this world a legend is born you shouldn't play with sharp objects the legend of a man with no name and no home you like being mysterious don't you Patrick Swayze
0: is the soldier of destiny you feel safe now. Yes. Steel Dawn, the legend begins.
2: I had never heard of this movie, Shane, and then Jamie pointed out to me that it was literally the same Of box.
0: this little movie, <laughs> oh, movie Shane. this little Academy
3: Award winning film.
2: Don't know if you've heard of it. Have indie. I
3: seen the original Mad Max? No. But I've seen <laughs> Shane! <laughs> well, I've
2: seen the original Mad Max and haven't seen Shane, so... So
3: together, we can come up with a plot of Steel Dawn.
0: <laughs> I mean, to be honest a fucking child could come up with the plot of Steel Dawn. (laughs) Chat GPT probably came up with the plot of Steel Dawn.
2: (laughs) I don't know. It would have a lot more Steel and a lot more Dawn if you put it into Chat GPT. It's too literal. This is more of a metaphorical Steel and a metaphorical Dawn.
0: It's part of his Dawn-verse, right? His extended, Swayze's extended (laughs) (laughs) Dawn-verse. If he had lived longer, we would have gotten many more (sighs) Dawns. What
2: were the other Dawns? Red Dawn? Oh! Oh, I could have used that as a joke.
0: (laughs) I appreciate that this movie not only stole its aesthetic from Mad Max, but also stole its composer.
3: (laughs) It's it's the same composer? I did not know that
2: that's amazing oh
3: this movie stole everything it's wonderful this is such a niche <laughs> comment this comment is for no one but there's this mormon play that happens once a year <laughs> yes. called the hill Kamara, where everyone what? does a pilgrimage to like act in this play and the entire aesthetic and multitude of patrick swayze in this (laughs) is straight out of this like local community theater on a grand scale religious event (laughs) wait i love
0: that is it like a stranger comes to town sort of story
3: it's a bunch of white people dressed like an interpretation of biblical times in a pre Mm. like in a religious apocalypse type situation i just mean aesthetically not the plot just aesthetics
0: (laughs) that's true i do love that there's this idea that the world ends and then fashion-wise we'll all just go back to, like, 70s rock and roll Christ musical. Yes, like, that's, exactly. what, that's what we'll all do.
3: Yep, except for Tark, who looks, who <laughs> is that, plus a mechanic's, like, because he has his sh- name on his shirt.
2: Did he, I, wow, yes, wait, I missed that. His shirt
3: said Tark.
2: <laughs> also, am I the only one that feels really, really bad for Tark?
3: I, oh. I love Tark.
2: Oh, I feel whoa. so bad for oh, uh, him. Totally Tark, Tark sure gets the short
0: end of the very pointy stick. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> it does, and it's uh, what's his face from from Blade Runner. Blade Runner, Brian yeah, Ryan James, Brian James yeah. so good. I love. He's he's so He's great.
2: always amazing.
0: And also, he gets to fight in this one. Usually, yeah, yeah. Usually, he just either looks wild or says crazy shit. This one, he gets fight scenes, which I was like, look at this nimble <laughs>
2: 350-pound man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this nimble rhinoceros. Yeah.
3: He he got everything. He got to have the sad puppy dog eyes for his unrequited love situation. Yeah,
2: he looks like a damn
0: moldy California raisin with <laughs> sideburns. <laughs> oh.
3: (laughs)
1: He gets a
0: very abridged version of a story. <laughs> this
1: whole yes. movie is
0: in just Brian James grunts. We're taught Ugh, I don't like you, stranger. Mm, you're okay, stranger. Oh, they don't need me anymore. Love you, stranger.
3: Help oh, <laughs>
0: Help me, stranger. help me, yeah. stranger. My
3: other favorite thing about this, the real life love story between our two leads.
0: Yeah, totally. Oh
3: my god. That's so sweet. It's I love so, that. So, I Love, 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 love. Are you talking, are you talking
0: about Nomad and Show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: We um. had a lot more
0: scenes of on-screen penetration. <laughs> now you took one of my jokes. Oh. Ah, uh, nice. Uh, we, 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 we are we, doing we, to each other what this movie yeah, did, did to other movies. <laughs> yeah, I know.
3: But, yeah, they were married from 1975 till, like, till he died, basically. Till his death, yeah. Till his death. Wow. Uh, They met at, (laughs) when she was 14 and he was, like, 18, at the dance studio that his dad owned. And, like... His dad
2: owned it? That makes so much sense. And they
3: danced together. And then they got married when she was 19. So they were, like, they met, they fell in love, they got married when she was 19. And then they were together forever. And then... This is, they is got this The only movie
2: they were in together. No,
0: they were in. They were in a couple more movies together, and then he starred in that dance movie he made in like the two thousands. <laughs> what is it? Save the last, save the dance, final dance, the last dance, the last dance, which yeah. she wrote and directed.
3: Yes. Oh, wow. One last dance.
0: Yeah. Collaborators. Hollywood power couple. Yeah, That's and amazing. so a part
3: of me thought that this would be like a Spielberg and Kate Capshaw thing and that they met on this movie, but no, they were had been married for like 10, 14 years before this movie was made. Uh, so clearly it was just a, pa- like they just both wanted to be in it. <laughs>
0: That's adorable. <laughs> so cute. And there's something kind of great, I mean about the movie Shane, but yeah, there's yes.
3: something <laughs> kind of great also
0: about their relationship, I feel like informed by that. If only because it's a ripoff, they have to say the subtext (laughs) that Shane didn't have to. And so they have lines in this movie that's like, you know, you soldiers, you think you're so invulnerable you forget who you leave behind, like, blah, blah, blah. And then he gets to say things like, you made something of yourself without a husband. You don't need one. And she can be like, that doesn't mean I don't want one. And it's like, <laughs> all of this is the subtext you'd get in a better movie f- yeah. without the dialogue. But in this movie, they say it, but because of their relate, it feels real. It yeah, feels it does. Mm, yeah. like, genuine. I, like,
3: their chemistry may not be crackling on screen per se, but the sincerity is there. And that, I think, is what's sweet about it.
0: Yeah, but also I feel like the lack of chemistry—that is kind of part of the Swayze magic, right? right. <laughs> kinda, he's both dripping in charisma and also like meeting you, shaking your hand at a party while like looking over your shoulder at whoever's behind you, right? Like it's like it, he can ride that line. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it so
3: Howdy, y'all. My name's Joey Starrett. You made Remember me from the movie Shane. I was the little boy who watched a mysterious stranger come to town, slightly romance my mother, rally our frontier community against the capitalist barons who had tried to move in and our homesteads with the help of rogues and henchmen, and then one day left us, mortally wounded, after killing our enemies, all while I yelled, Shane! Come back, Shane! For some reason, I go to Video High now, and I just thought that was all a good introduction on in my life experiences before I jump into the Act 1 synopsis for today's movie.
0: Joey always tells the same story. He's a we cool all guy, but it. it's all, We all know
3: it. We begin by panning across Tatooine, where Patrick Swayze is doing handstands, which is just about as good a beginning as you can hope for in this life. It's all very zen until Tusken Raiders start digging themselves out of the sand, surrounded him, looking to pick a fight. But you don't pick a fight with Swayze, no sir. They try to drag him under the sand, but he's got a cool apocalypse sword and slices off one of their hands. He fights the whole tribe off single-handedly. Literally, and (laughs) stabs into the sand and brown blood starts to bubble up. Hot damn, but just another day on the frontier, I guess. Swayze continues on his way through the canyons of this wasteland and another swordsman gets the drop on him. You used to be faster, says mysterious man number two. You used to have more hair, says mysterious man number one. This new man is called Cord, and they go way back. To the saloon, they go to catch up. Cord was been- (laughs) Cord has been called- Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Gord has been called to be a peacemaker in a town called Meridian. He encourages Swayze, and yes, I do just call him Swayze (laughs) through this entire synopsis because he has no other name, to move on from his trauma-filled wasteland life and join him in the new town. But while lore dumping, Swayze is drugged and surrounded (laughs) by bad men who have to come to make sure Gord never makes it to Meridian. It's high noon, and White Rufio has strolled into the saloon to fight Cord one on one. A snaky knee dagger takes Cord down, and Swayze washes helplessly from the floor as his mentor is brutally murdered. He lays Cord to rest on a funeral pyre and takes off towards Meridian to fulfill his mentor's duties. Now, what would a Western be without man's best friend? So a German shepherd enters the picture on this journey. Who's a good boy? He's a good boy. He'll have little consequence to the rest of the action, but damn if he isn't my favorite character. Swayze makes it to Meridian, where on the outskirts, a sun-bleached woman lives with her son, Jux, and her manservant, Leon, from Blade Runner. His name is actually Tark. Kasha, that's Kasha with an A, not Kesha with a dollar sign, Offer Swayze water. <laughs> offer Swayze water and in quick succession, a place to stay in return for labor. Tark warns him not to make any trouble in Kasha's place and also maybe don't make any moves on Kasha because he's top dog in the unrequited love department. Swayze <laughs> forms a bond with young Jux, who has very few needs in his life. Just wants a father figure to help him build a wind racer and to teach him how to fight. Swayze knew his father in the war and promises to fill the role of father figure if Jux continues to give him such advanced gardening lessons as don't plant things upside down or too close together. (laughs) The Casha homestead drives out that evening to a gathering of the whole town halfway through a speech that I kid you not summarizes as make this land live again. Earlier, (laughs) Casha had received a missive from the city which she relays to the township. A peacemaker is being sent to their valley to help them with their disputes. Everyone celebrates again. Except for Swayze, who happens to know that the Peacemaker in question is currently Ash in the desert. The evil robber baron of the valley, Damnil, rides up. Kasha says his time of terrorizing the valley is over once the Peacemaker arrives, but he knows that ain't gonna happen. He's gonna remain the authority in the valley, whether the people like it or not. He'll damn nil kill everyone if he has to Boo. <laughs> we cut to a market slash caravan where townsfolk sell their wares Imhotep and other henchmen of damn nil try to go Tark into fighting them which they succeed at because Tark has a temper when it comes to protecting cash's honor Jux gets in on the action because he can't get a precocious young apocalypse child down but only when Swayze enters does the tide turn he fights them all off which makes cash a suspicious She and Tark investigates his belongings and find his murderer's row of weapons, but his apocalypse sword is familiar to Kasha because her husband had a similar one. She tells Tark not to kill him yet, but she will confiscate his sword in the meanwhile. Jux asks Swayze to teach him how to fight, but Swayze says before he can do that, he needs to learn to meditate. When you can master a handstand, I'll teach you to fight, says mister Miyagi. That night, Swayze is tormented by two things nightmares of his past unseen by the audience, and nightmares <laughs> of his present actually seen by the audience. Raiders are trying to sabotage the homestead's wind racer, but Swayze hog ties them and pretends to go back to sleep. For the second time in one day, he's proven himself loyal to Kasha, and this might be the start of a beautiful friendship. Yeehaw. <laughs> So that Lionsgate logo came up for us and I was like, "Oh, we fancy now." Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> oh, they I mean,
3: they just distributed. They just
0: owned it. <laughs>
3: Lionsgate
0: wasn't even a glint in his father's eyes. And, and, <laughs>
2: At this I, point. I don't know. At the end of the movie, it says oh, silver lion production. I gotta assume
3: <laughs>
0: lions gates gates or metal. Silver silver is a, is metal. a
3: kind of metal. Stealed on.
0: Stealed on. <laughs> steel dawn steel dawn steel. Yeah, Lionsgate in this is basically the Disney vault, right? Yeah. So like Steel Dawn is going back behind the Lionsgate. Yeah. <laughs> Your last chance to own this classic. Yeah, I mean, that's it. That The Disney vault is damn Neil. The yeah. Disney vault is damn Neil. We've sort of been living now in Cash's fantasy. She was also trying to stream Streams? things into oh. everyone's house.
1: <laughs> this movie's
0: got Ahead of its time. <laughs> ahead of its time in that Patrick Swayze was already top of his game, just, you know, bottom of the barrel in terms of <laughs> yeah. mo- movie choice abilities. But he's, he's yeah, out the gate. You're like, yeah, that's a movie star right there. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, oh, yeah,
2: yeah. You see him doing a headstand in the middle of the fucking desert and then kicking a bunch of ass, and I was like, okay, well, this is a movie. Yeah, the movie yeah.
3: promised in the first 15 minutes of this movie is significantly more interesting than it's the Star rip-off Wars. It's, Yeah, it's, it's Star, Star Wars. It's Star Wars. It promises like, yeah, Star Wars. He's got Wars. this like, mentor who's, uh, who's been training people to fight and is now retiring and he's encouraging him to take up the mantle and we learned about a war that we're never going to know anything about. Well,
0: <laughs> to be fair, this isn't Star Wars unless in your version of the world, uh, Star Wars is uh, going around with Obi-Wan and then there's a more powerful Obi-Wan that gets killed early
1: <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> at
0: least the first 15 minutes it plays a lot closer to like a lone wolf and cub. Yeah, no, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Very excited for.
3: And like all of the interesting stuff is ha- like the the best filming locations happen in this first this this first half act. Or oh like God. the ship in the desert that they just shot at and like tells you everything you need to know about this world without them paying any money because it just exists.
2: That was incredible. Right. He, he
3: walks by that one tree you see in every National Geographic <laughs> thing about the desert. There's a great one two punch where he finds a snake missing its head and then comes across a dead guy with a snake's head on his yeah. leg. And it's like, all of this, this is amazing.
0: The Fremen he fights in the first scene <laughs> <Yeah. to> like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that just totally are gone from the movie.
1: Yeah, I know. There is this
0: whole sci fi adventure universe that's hinted at us we've got a dune scene to begin with mm-hmm. he walks through a Mad Max world ends <laughs> up at Mos Eisley <laughs> his friend mentor whatever is killed at the beginning and he vows vengeance right mm-hmm. and he has to leave the movie like this yeah, is a real yeah. like no I, I, I my whole focus now is to walk away even a boy and his dog walks up to me. he's like hey dog no time though I got, I, I got business <laughs>
3: I got a vengeance. It's a movie that I'm
0: 75% bummed about. And, and, yeah, yeah. and Ooh, okay. it's not because it's bad. It's because I would describe it as extremely milk toast. Mm-hmm. in that, like, it starts off strong. And then it's 1987, y'all. Like, we've been doing the post-apocalyptic thing <laughs> for a decade. And they went, like, do we make it serious and, like, really cool and really thoughtful? Do we make it weird and really off the wall? They go, let's kind of do neither. What <laughs> if we just make a really competent but slightly boring version yeah. of a better movie? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that sounds within our budget. Yeah, yeah, let's
3: that's do, fair. Let's do the typewriter equivalent of Apple F and just replace everything in Shane
1: <laughs> with these other characters. What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: What if the movie was about this post-apocalyptic landscape But it was just sort of about like the normal people Just living in the (laughs) post-apocalyptic landscape And someone was like Oh, and then they go on an adventure And they're like, no
3: No, No, they kind of just learn irrigation (laughs) Oh, okay (laughs) Peacemaker is a respectable job We should try it how long do you intend to live out in the wastelands?
1: It's my home.
3: What happened to Regent and Loria wasn't your fault. We've all lost families because of the war. You have to
1: let go. The wasteland suits me fine. So where's Meridian? I've never heard of it. It's a small settlement to the east. They're having disputes over water rights. Why you? Why not send the Enforcers?
3: Because the council didn't deem it big enough for the Enforcers. And I have a personal interest in Meridian. They tell you just enough about Swayze's backstory that I'm intrigued. I'm like, who's Gretchen and Gloria? What happened to them? You'll never know. Like, even when he's, like, connecting with kasha in a way that you usually don't see strangers happen in this movie like th- he never goes in like oh well there was this time when these two people no we, let- <laughs> we get that one throwaway line from cord and that's it
2: <laughs> yeah i wrote in my notes uh, a lot of is being left on the table yeah. and i'm okay with it <laughs> and i stand by that statement yeah i think you need to enjoy this movie
0: to get lost In Patrick Swayze's eyes. He is cool and handsome enough that you watch a bunch of the movie and then realize what you missed after the fact. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's kind of awesome. He walks through looking badass, kicking people's ass. He's Patrick Swayze. That's awesome. And then you're like, wait a minute. Why is he there? (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. We're 30 minutes in. I don't care anymore. I'm not. What am I gonna do? Stop watching it. <laughs> so Patrick Swayze meets up with his old mentor. They go to a bar. He gets drugged. Yeah. <laughs> so many times do our villains leave our Swayze just knocked out there. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they're like, "We'll deal with him later." Uh, he'll keep. And we
3: meet this <laughs> ominous, silent man who like takes out Cord in one go. I cannot stress enough how much I did not expect what his actual voice would be later after this opening yeah. scene. <laughs> it was
2: oh, the most God, shocking yeah. reveal.
0: The fucking front man from Winger walks in. <laughs> <laughs> grizzled blades everywhere yes, he's got every- blades coming out of all looks <laughs> and <laughs> or- crannies or- of his body yes. yeah
3: and he like takes down this who we've established to be a legendary both fighter and teacher of fighting right. he's been summoned to be a peacemaker so clearly he's the best of the best and this guy just like takes him out and he doesn't say anything
0: he looks like <laughs> tina turner's hair on john Voigt's
2: body <laughs> 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 you no, know, he yes. looks like a spirit Halloween version of David Bowie, Zaggy Star Stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: totally. Totally. He's one of the guys that, like, is just sitting there, wrapped, listening while Khan is giving the, like, <laughs> so very quiet
1: in space monologue. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but like he doesn't say anything and I think that's so powerful he's just like the, and this is the guy that Swayze is going to swear vengeance on and then the next time we see him he's like pip pip oh hello
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm your mortal enemy don't you know darling <laughs> like Laurence Olivier just sauntering onto the scene
2: <laughs> I am sure. haven't we met before not in combat.
1: You were the vest of a guard. I was a captain of the elite.
0: And now you're an assassin. We all have to make a living. Bye bye, bye bye bye. A duel. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be sporting to fight you without a blade in your hand. It's like you <laughs> need my friend dead. <laughs> with a knife. With a knife. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea of Lawrence of Arabia being the bad guy <laughs> yes. in this movie. <laughs> I also love that in the post-apocalypse even we needed a campy posh British villain too. Like it is hilarious. You're right, Jamie, that it's like his first line has to begin with like, well, well, well. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how dirty he looks. (laughs) He's a bad guy. So are we talking show or damn nil? Because I mean mean, both. Both, Both. Both. yes.
1: (laughs) Spare some water. I'll pay. No need. Jux, go get some water, please. You're not from Meridian, are you? No, oh, ma'am. You come about the work? Maybe. Ever work on a purification farm before? Farming's a little out of my line. But... Still, when I have to, I can manage. What I'm offering is food and shelter. Food sounds good.
0: There's a little bit. I mean, a Anakin Skywalker appears in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Shortly after Patrick Swayze looking like he does, which is to say, looking like everybody else in this movie. <laughs> Basically, all of the members of Leonard Skinner who survived the plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit where, like, the folks working at the purification farm watch him walking up out of the desert and go, what the hell is that? Motherfucker, that's how y'all get around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. There's only five things Yeah, It's a guy in leather and rags. It's you, you yeah. with a jawline. Yeah. A cute heckin' doggo shows up, which is awesome, and then leaves the movie for yeah. a while. was yeah. <laughs> so long. <laughs> it's just a bummer. I don't know. It. I no wanted that to dog
3: to stay. Yeah, I
0: expected that dog to at least come jump on some bad guy at some point, right? Yeah. Or, just or, go around, 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 and, around with yeah. some guy's nuts. He does right. later,
2: but wait, does it?
0: Yeah, towards the end of the movie, the yeah, he, the, yeah, the, the, the uh-huh. fight with the uh, uh yeah, <laughs> he, he saves matter. Kasha. Memory not accessible. <laughs> <laughs> nope, sorry. <clears throat> Can I ask you guys, when Swayze walks up and Kasha's like, "Hey, stranger, you're a stranger. We don't get a lot of strangers <laughs> around here. Wanna stay forever?" <laughs> He's like, "Well, all right." He looks up at like a pyramid looking thing. Oh, you know what? It could have been.
3: Oh, the cap, the same sign. Maybe the it was tat- the cap yeah, and like the tattoo, like a tattoo. Sigil oh, because
0: he said he knew his, his dad in the war. Uh, yeah, yeah. The okay, brand on his chest was brand. like a pyramid with a yeah, thing it, in it, the it center. It was
2: vaguely triangle shaped. Apart from
0: that, I okay, no, didn't no, no. Really no. I'll it. buy
3: that. I'll buy that. Maybe he saw the same symbol, and that's why he decided to stay because he knew that makes sense. Her husband.
0: It's just weird to not make that a flag, y- right? Yes, like something that would read to like humans yes. as oh that's a symbol i know and agree or, or even, like
2: did i don't even know if we've seen the symbol before that point in the movie or had a good look at it at least because it's just like in his abdomen
0: yeah no i feel like we don't see it till he's getting into his bath yeah until like later i feel like that's our first yeah yeah hint. yeah
2: that's like showing you the sled in the beginning of the movie and not mentioning Rosebud until the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, right. It was the sled. Oh, here's the sled. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That is meaning that I understand. I thought scut rats only came out at night.
1: <laughs> you're a big, fat, slimy pig. you you try to provoke me, you'll have to get better than that. Your mistress is a whore. Yeah.
0: Let's get him! Yeah. No! Hold it! He's my meat. Patrick Swayze's beat up a bunch of Tuscan Raiders at the beginning, and we know that he's been trained by a guy. We were told, not shown, that he was a great <laughs> fighter, and then showed by show that he is killed. <laughs> <laughs> like we know he's going to be the major ass kicker, but I'm glad that the second banana got a- his time under the sun in terms yeah. of like movie badassery. Yeah,
3: right? yeah, yeah. This this farm has been in good hands with him, and I like that they like bring that up at the end too. Like, oh, it's not going to be the same here without Tark. Like he's not. A punchline. Yeah, that's Like, true. even when he goes off to, like, drink his sorrows away, like, he's still, like, a good person- Honorable. I'm
0: glad that he didn't become a turncoat. Ever. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah.
3: and, like, go to work for that, go to work for <laughs> yeah. damn nil, and, like, yeah, yeah. I'm glad yeah. that he
0: dies virtuous. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs>
3: drunk, but uh, yeah, virtuous. Drunk. <laughs> and, like, he even ran away. Vir- like, he's just like, there's no place for me here. <laughs> I'm going to go drink my sorrows away. But he, he was loyal to a father. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a drama queen, definitely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, dev- but loyal, but well-intentioned, yeah. Yeah. That's that's maybe the problem with this movie, actually, is everyone in this movie, villains included, are very balanced. They are, <laughs> yeah. Everyone yeah. in this movie really yeah. understands everyone else's motivations. Yep. <laughs> maybe they have, you know, some moments of uh, emotion take them over, but on the whole, they kind of
2: they kind of get everybody well adjusted.
0: Yeah, very well adjusted.
2: This whole apocalypse is on lithium. The, all of them.
0: Well, when the world ends, your things come into perspective. You know, you, you learn to sweat less of the small stuff. If you're sweating all the time, you gotta sweat the small stuff less. Oh, God. So much sweat, otherwise. I think really the biggest issue with the movie is the direction by Lance Houle is just very lethargic. Oh yeah, it's paced. Well, it's like like, an old western. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, but those movies were long. Like, I think if this movie was actually like two hours, and we like just got a little bit more meat, but because it's so lean, Mm -hmm. but it's still like, well, we have to watch him walking across the desert. How would we know where how he gets there? (laughs) We, We have to know about the the irrigation and the aqueduct uh, <laughs> like stuff. Otherwise, what's the plan? It's like mutants, though. We would love <laughs> mutants. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it came crawling out of the sand, just send some stuff up out of the sand again. Oh, I know. That would have been cool if like,
3: oh my God, damnil hired the Tuscan Raiders to attack. Oh. Like, like he's got them on his side now, but like they're two separate worlds. I mean, Kord called the Wasteland, so I guess one can assume those two worlds don't mix, but I could have used a little bit more mixing.
2: Yeah but also like they refer to the town of Meridian which is that just Kasha's nobody knows is that just Impossible, Kasha's moisture no. farm like it's
3: it seems <laughs> it's, like it's, it's just her I, farm no I think it's everyone that was at the the Trump speech in the middle of the desert <laughs> so it's <laughs> just like yeah, yeah, five are farms you talking about, are
0: you talking about the can you dig it <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, yeah the warriors. can you dig it scene yeah it's like five farms yeah
0: yeah the fucking Iowa caucus
2: they had in the <laughs> middle of the <laughs> Thunderdome <laughs> Yeah, you know this move was missing? A Thunderdome.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: I would have settled for a lightning chat. <laughs> <but> yeah. Uh, <laughs> a low pressure hutch. <laughs> I, I, instead, we just have the Moisture Farm. The Moisture yeah. Farm. Yeah. 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 That's
3: true. <laughs> they replaced Thunderdome with Moisture, uh, moisture Farm. We got what we deserve. You know,
0: yeah. That's, yeah. A yeah. that's a downgrade. Yeah, downgrade. <laughs> anyway, you slice it. The only other thing we know about Meridian, we know it's a huge population for wasteland numbers, at least. you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, she said she tells him that damn Neil's. Camp or farm or whatever is five miles away, which feels like nothing in Wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're basically next
2: door neighbor. You neighbors. could shout to them.
0: like yeah, I mean that that gives you a sense of how slow those wind races are. <laughs> I,
3: I have just received a letter from the Council of the Order. A peacemaker has been appointed to this settlement. <laughs>
1: The days of fear are over! Now we can farm our land!
0: did I arrived just in time for a speech?
1: That's damn nil. It's just as well you're here, damn nil. The Peacemaker's arrival is more significant to you than the rest of us.
0: Ah, yes, Peacemaker. I've known about that appointment for some time no one would be happier to see a peacemaker than i would i'm a law-abiding citizen there's a lot of dangerous land between here and the city
1: anything could
0: happen to a peacemaker on the road these days until he arrives i am the authority
3: in this in this, story. Story. this movie's like if Bernie Sanders wrote an apocalypse movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this
0: movie's Al Gore's fucking nightmare. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: it puts the sand in Bernie Sanders.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't put the gore in Al
1: Gore.
3: <laughs> I am once again asking, can we talk about irrigation techniques?
0: <laughs> buckets and buckets of water are going.
1: To the top percent
0: of the Wastelanders,
1: (laughs) the rest of us
2: are left high and dry. (laughs) (laughs) There's a spring underground with endless resources that we have to focus our money and time on manicking research for. It's my blue new deal.
0: (laughs) Bernie Sanders outside Kasha's camp in an S&M outfit with a hockey mask going, just walk away.
1: <laughs> you, leave, you leave the lean? and
0: you just walk away.
2: <laughs> Nobody has to die today. <laughs> in addition to everything, this movie is biting political satire. <laughs>
0: No, but it does. You're right. It does present a very sensible post-apocalypse. It, it <laughs> <laughs> very no. Even damn Neil is like he's a villain, but his motivation is like I'm running out of water.
3: Yes, and and also he's like I'll leave you guys alone. If the legal peacemaker can find <laughs> right. his way to this town, but until yeah. that time, I guess I still run this place. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I will bow to the law at yeah. a certain point. But the <laughs> law if it has gets... to
3: work the law has to work within the structures that we set up. <laughs> we can't just go about disregarding how the law is. You know, I would
2: pack the courts if <laughs> I could. But, but you we know. gotta
3: wait for the peacemaker to get here. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Precedent is what's important. Precedent. (laughs) What is the word? Come on, there's a word that people like that love that means like the thing as Um, it's always been. Yeah. Uh,
3: Supreme Court stupidity. bullshit. <laughs> oh no, Jamie,
2: don't Google that.
0: <laughs> institutions, the institutions. Daniel believed in the institutions of the post-apocalypse <laughs> <Yeah>. above <laughs> all which, else.
2: Which also they do the- establish that there is some kind of. Government yes. still like there's a city that sends representatives. No, there's a lot going there's on. So much happening. It's just yes. not, in, not Meridian. in the movie. Just <laughs> yeah, not, not in the in movie. I <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. do you love it. My
0: favorite little bit of the whole damn movie was after Damnil kind of gives his like, "No, I win. Y'all are mine. I'm the bad guy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then he like has his goons knock over. <laughs> a barrel fire yes. yeah. in the desert yeah. Yeah. <laughs> into the sand just yeah. like just like a responsible way of putting out a campfire yeah. pretty much I like, yeah. yeah, I was like that didn't land the way you uh, I feel like they're, my reaction to a lot of things in this movie were that didn't really land the way you wanted it to <laughs> <laughs> well yeah and that's because of that I think maybe specifically because of that moment. At no point does it ever feel, not that in a movie like this it ever totally does, but it never even comes close to feeling like damn Neil's gonna win in the end. Not even a
3: little bit. That's true. Like even later, like the biggest card he pulls is like, "Hey, slit that child's throat," and then as soon as she tells him what he needs to know, like he could have still been villain and been like, "Okay, now kill them both," and he's just like. Yes, okay, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair, fair,
0: even-handed. Even-handed villain.
3: See, was that so hard? You tell me what I want to know. I don't kill you. All right, live your life.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so wait, so Damnil, I recognize him from The Matrix, but he—he's. I feel like he's one of those guys that's in a bunch of stuff whose face I just sort of have seen a hundred times. Yeah, he
3: was in Omega Man. He was in Cool oh, he was Hand Omega Luke, Man. License okay. to Kill. Yeah, I think he is just one of those... British faces, but he is from Long Beach, California. He's not actually British. <laughs> Damn, from Long Beach.
2: He's got a mid Pacific accent. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's a good one. It's a really yeah. good. <laughs> that is a
2: really good
0: one. Thanks, It's so somehow. simple. It's so simple. Uh, hello, students. This is your janitor. <laughs> My name is Mark. <laughs> Brother of Targ, I'm here to tell you about Act Two. For the previous night's mutant ninja turtle-like heroics,
1: Tasha thanks
0: the mysterious The Outsiders with a bowl of her finest mush and decides to trust him. Through a secret bookcase door, but without books, just a lot of PVC pipes and sci-fi junk, Tasha leads our lead into a secret tunnel and towards an underground stream Of pure water. She has plans that she thought up all by herself to build an aqueduct through all meridian. But Swayze knows crazy, and this sounds crazy,
1: an irrigation
0: system would bring people in hordes, but she's like, yeah, that's the idea, dude. We're making cities here. But Swayze is concerned. However, a never-ending water supply means finally being able to wash your ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he lets
0: his concerns and miles of ball sweat wash away in a bath seemingly miles away from camp. Because Damnil and his goons ride up on horseback. The goons want revenge for being embarrassed earlier. But even naked and on his back, Swayze is able to embarrass Imhotep. And Serby calls them off. He's not there to kill Swayze. Swayze, he's there for the I like your stuff, work for me scene. (laughs) Zerby knows there's water in them there hills. And if Swayze will tell Zerby all about... I'm just realizing that saying their actual last names sound way more sci-fi
1: than (laughs) using their character names. (laughs) If they have
0: one. So Zerby offers a job to Swayze and says, if you work for me and tell me where the water supply is, no one gets hurt. If you don't, lots of people. Get
3: hurt. <laughs> that, that's Greg's. That didn't come off the way you thought yeah. it
0: did. Yeah. tells him to make his decision fast, but there's choring to be done. <laughs> and bond building with his new surrogate family, including Tark, my brother, who now looks at him and nods and goes, Ugh.
1: which, <laughs> if you
0: knew Tark, is a really big deal.
1: Like, huge. But
0: even more importantly, There's fucking to do. Because while Tark and the rest of the camp are getting flat out drunk, Kasha meets outside with Swayze and goes, It's been so long since I felt safe. And then Swayze's like, You feel safe? And Kasha's like, Yeah. And Swayze's like, Yeah. And she's like, Yeah. And he's like, "Mm Yeah. And she's like, Yeah. And he's like, like, "Mm -hmm." like, Yeah. But while Swayze and Kasha are making sweet, sweet love and getting sand up into deep, deep places, (laughs) shadowy figures sneak into camp. The next day, Swayze and Kasha wake up to find the filter or mill or gear or, I don't know, something something (laughs) that's important to whatever they do on the farm has been destroyed by damn Neil's men. So the outlaw, formerly known as Swayze, comes up with a plan. He travels the whole five miles to (laughs) Damniel's camp, which totally means that, like, when they set up the aqueduct system, Damniel would absolutely
1: benefit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, maybe more
0: than anyone, right? (laughs) Swayze and Tark head over to Damniel's camp, which is like the end set piece from Eight and a Half, but, like, making lava professionally (laughs) at the same time. It's filled with people. Tark, just wants to kill him and scatter the body parts. But Swayze tells him you gotta go a little middle Gear Solid with it. <laughs> they sneak into camp, first grab some food and gratuitous nudity, then knock out the guards and steal a pump or... Tube or I uh, really don't know.
1: <laughs>
0: and load it onto the back of a tractor. But again, if you'll remember from an earlier scene, Damniel's goons love tractors. <laughs> if they see one just sitting there, ooh, they gotta have it. Our goons from the beginning get on the tractor, loaded with the, the thing we want. And a tark who is cape fearing underneath. <laughs> and they drive away. And Swayze catches them on foot, <laughs> beats the shit out of everyone, and rides the cart back to Kasha's camp. The next morning, having installed the post-apocalyptic Brita filter <laughs> back on Takasha's Kasha's place, the camp cheer, and Swayze gets all the credit. Looks like there's no room for dark anymore, oh. so he leaves sadly in the middle of the night. But Swayze and Jux go to town the next day and they find him in the first place we walk into. (laughs) Tark is a drunken mess, feeling he's got nothing left to offer Kasha, Jux, or the movie. And in a lot of ways, he's absolutely
1: right. (laughs) Before
0: they can leave, Daniel's goons show up, now with Sho, the assassin from the beginning, who Swayze fights revenge his murdered master. Sho, being a honorable, if not foppish, British dandy, <laughs> decides it won't be sporting to kill Swayze without a blade. So they fight with staves. <laughs> which means poles. <laughs> I learned that in this movie. Sho tries to pull the same knee knife on Swayze, barely missing him, and Swayze's knocked out. By a shovel to the back of the head from the other goon. This is when my brother Tark runs in heroically and is equally heroically stabbed to death.
3: <laughs> no. R.I.P.
0: tells Swayze that the fight's not over and tells the goons to grab Jux and in maybe the saddest part of the movie. With Tark lying there dead, Swayze barely conscious and Jux kidnapped. Jux screams Tark! Tark! Seems he was missed after all.
3: No. Oh.
0: RIP brother.
3: Casey, I love your commitment to playing characters at our school that are going through active mourning because people they know died in the movie we are talking about.
0: <laughs> That's life, you know? That's life. <laughs> That's true. Video high is a very full universe in yeah. everyone. <laughs> But everyone's going through it. You
2: know? <laughs> it's a universe full of people trying their best.
0: Yeah, It's true. I did love that at the end when Jux is being pulled away, he was like, Tark, Tark. Because, you know, Swayze yeah, didn't have a name. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> All yeah
0: <I> <laughs> he, didn't have, he didn't have a name to yell for Swayze. But... Like, he was still, like, he was worried about Tark. Yep. Calling for Tark for help, even though, you know, the better model had already shown
3: <laughs>
0: up. <laughs> Tark 2.0. point oh
3: yes. Tark point oh
0: Tark 0, the Comedy Central show where they
3: <laughs> roast videos.
0: Yeah, made. Tark. 0 was canceled, I'm sorry.
3: The show was canceled or the host was canceled. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes,
0: yes, and. Yeah, Tark 0 was just Tark meeting web celebrities and killing them and scattering their bodies across the desert
1: <laughs> Tark
0: was down to murder Yeah, and we should have listened to Tark
1: it's time we found out who this man is oh my god I didn't think we could trust him don't had a sword like that there must have been an officer in the guard. Probably stole it. Perhaps. It's dangerous any way you look at it. I better kill him. No. Don't do anything yet. We put this in a safe place. We'll
0: keep an eye on. My favorite thing is towards yeah. At the beginning of this act, Tark goes. Uh, he's dangerous any way you look at it. I better kill him. Yeah. <laughs> About yeah. the main character, like, yeah. goes just like I don't know if he's bad but just in case i should just kill him
3: that's yeah. honestly it's a good thing to live by i feel like in a post apocalyptic world right. like eh, there's no moral grays here just stab before they stab you
0: and i love that kasha was like Eh, Nah, don't do it yet.
3: (laughs) I'd uh, I'd like to tap that once before we decide what we're doing with it, okay? (laughs) He he looks like he used to have a wife,
0: and she taught him some things. (laughs) This is the first man with a jawline I've seen since we lost electricity.
2: (laughs) I have to add this line to Greg's list of, that didn't land the way you wanted it to. Whoever controls the water controls the valley. (laughs) Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And this is our yeah, big yeah. villain. Whoever talking? controls the spice controls the universe. Yeah. yeah. Whoever yeah. controls the water controls the valley. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, the valley sucks. I'm looking at the valley.
3: <laughs> I don't know if
0: valley. I want to control valley. this. So yeah. everything, you're you're, you're ev- welcome to the valley. Every
3: line he says lands so, like, a thud. Again, they yeah. so, like, it worked with me. No one gets hurt. Refuse and. A lot, of, a lot people of people get hurt. Get hurt. <laughs> a lot of people. What
0: would Damn Neil have used to make being a henchman for him worth their while? Right? Sex,
3: I boobs. guess. Yeah, boobs. Like I got to say, it's probably yeah, I guess. the courtesans.
0: <laughs> got to be that. I mean, he had a big trash pile. <laughs> <laughs> he had a much bigger trash he, pile he, than most he people. Did. You know? he did.
2: But this isn't a trash pile measuring contest we
0: have here. Or is it? It might be. We don't it know. We're not really sure. You know what? You're right. You know what? I don't want to take it back in. It Truly the only things we see in Daniel's camp is a trash pile and boobs. Yes. Yeah. So yeah maybe it was just boob. Maybe it was boob like it's like hey hang out with me. I, I know where the chicks are.
3: I mean I mean yeah how many women were in this movie it was Kasha and then it was oh that god, scene yeah. with boobs. Oh my god yeah.
2: So. Those were the only women in the entire film. Yep. And Kasha seemed to be happy
0: with Tark before Swayze. Yeah. So. <laughs> Ooh you think you think?
2: Oh
3: I think. Oh,
0: I th- I thought that was I thought that yeah. that was Kind of heavily implied was that people like, have uh,
3: needs. Casey <laughs> Tark was
0: Papa to Jux, but like just not a very good one. <laughs> see, no, see that I see, and maybe I'm just. You're right. I mean, it would make sense. They, you know, they're two adults out there alone, you know. But it felt like when in the first act, when Tark comes up to Swayze and is like hey man, I'm the man around here. It felt like he was saying like, hey, I'm the one who doesn't fuck this lady,
1: okay?
0: I'm the one who doesn't have sex with this woman, so you don't not have sex with her. And Swayze's like, that's not going to be a problem for me.
2: (laughs) Don't worry. I did have that vibe actually from the outset.
0: Obviously they have a friendlier, more working relationship. Better platonic. Tark and Kasha, they probably realized that, but I hope they explored. I hope they tried
2: it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: The raid of Damniel's camp.
3: Eh.
2: Very. Eh. Yeah. Very, very, it was uh, a very. Uh, eh. It was actually probably my least favorite scene in the I, movie.
3: I, I zoned out. Yeah. Oh, his,
2: his sling. He get.
0: He does a sling thing. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. And another and one of these moments where you're like, "Well, oh, that didn't land the way yeah. you wanted." <laughs> <laughs> it really seems wimpy. I was like, "Oh, that." Oh, that was it? All right.
2: I literally wrote Swayze does a very dramatic wind-up with a slingshot for a hilariously small beat. Oh! <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like not... That's not your weapon either like you have
2: a future sword why yeah, are the
0: future d- sword gets locked up though for the entire movie That's i'm gonna true.
2: take that away and put it over here
0: <laughs> oh they thought it they thought about it <laughs> they wrote a scene in earlier to be like no he can't use this till the end
3: <laughs> he also never questions where this sword went no either like <laughs> You know, this, like, semi-prized possession that's representative of his, like, past life. And he's like, oh, it's gone. Guess I don't have to be concerned about that. It'll come back to me when it needs to. Also,
0: to use a, like, David versus Goliath weapon, when our good guys on screen are easily each, like, two feet and 50 pounds of muscle mass bigger than everyone <laughs> yeah. else on the yeah. screen. Yes, <laughs> They are Goliaths. <laughs> there were boobs in it. So,
3: so A plus. It was a good scene, <laughs> it was a pretty good scene.
0: So gratuitous,
3: so, so gratuitous. gratuitous.
0: Except maybe, like you said, to explain what Dom Neil's hold over his yeah. That definitely
2: were. explains why we hung on that shot for that long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just felt crazy. He slices open a tent. He peeks in. They both go 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 go. What <laughs> boobs? And then Swayze grabs some food, and then they do a comedic backup. it's like what's that why
2: yeah. i feel like they hold on the shot even oh, after yeah. they leave frame oh yeah they're like oh yeah
1: oh yeah
2: okay now we can cut
0: hey is sorry you came to see steel dawn anymore <laughs> that is what, that's what that scene in that movie in a movie like this yeah, is yeah, right yeah yeah it's for people who worth
2: the tape rental fee now
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah what do you think you you still think it's a bad. Movie night. Yeah,
3: that—that's when it when every time rental's returned. That—that's the time code. It's at when it's returned to the blockbuster. Where'd you get it?
1: Damn, Neil lent it to us. Took it right out from under his nose. You stole one of Damn Neil's pumps. Yes.
3: That's great. How did you do it? I just
1: walked in and took
3: it. <laughs> you must be furious. Wait oh, <laughs> nice. oh, a <laughs> that's, right. that's
0: That's That's right! Oh, wait I didn't,
1: I didn't do it. I do no. no. oh,
0: Go get the Come back, Come
2: Come on! Come from their little expedition with whatever it is they come back with. Swayze gets all of the attention and I felt so, so I know. bad
3: for Tark. And Swayze could have tried harder to like, yeah. he, he, like he, he's like, no, it wasn't just me. It's like, well, you could have said it was Tark. <laughs> it was both of us. I
2: did appreciate the slight attempt to be like, well, I didn't do it alone, but he could have pushed no. back a little more. Yeah. No, 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 no.
3: I mean,
0: to be fair, the, the guy like, spends a lot of his time doing headstands on sand and (laughs) walking through the desert. I don't think he has a super highly developed social understanding of like the social contract. I mean, everyone's brain in this movie is medium rare to medium. (laughs) Not cooked all the way through, but
2: they're pretty good. Which is tough considering how much they're in the sun. Yeah, right?
0: The movie makes the more noble but less interesting choice of where to make Tark turn. Where to do the Tark turn? Tark turn. Because the Tark turn. I assumed he's so heartbroken that he goes to damn Neil and throws it all away, which would have been the more interesting but less noble choice.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it would have, it, Again, this is a movie about well-adjusted people. <laughs> this movie is about very emotionally balanced people yeah I'm glad that they just didn't do that because that is what, what happens in so many movies is that is the love triangle yeah I mean more interesting by a nose I'm not saying it would have been great storytelling like <laughs> sure. it, it's, yeah. it's yeah. a photo yeah. finish but <laughs> <laughs> slightly more interesting than just being like no, they don't like me anymore I'm gonna leave yeah, gonna... <laughs> yeah I love the middle schoolness of they don't like me no more Yeah, so he fucks off To the cantina's heroin chic pop up (laughs) where they find him less Isley.
2: (laughs) What happened to you?
1: Oh, nothing, Doug. He's all right. (laughs) Let's take him back to the farm. You know something? You're not so disgusting. Oh, you act tough. Oh, no, you don't make me puke. Thanks.
0: Tark leaves camp, we see him fucking sticking Bindle over his shoulder, walking into the moonlight, and the next scene is Patrick <laughs> Swayze opening a door and being like, Tark? Is- <laughs> 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 truly no other thread to follow. There's nothing else yep. the movie it could have It is
2: ever. really incredible that we don't even have a scene in between the two of no. anything else.
0: It's just That's actually a really good point, though, that this movie be decimating subplots yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Totally.
0: they kind of go like here's a bunch of possible subplots we will follow none of them yeah. <laughs> my master who i haven't seen in years you're going to become a peacemaker well i'll follow you as no you're dead <laughs> <laughs> well i guess i'll just do the thing that you said there seems to be this like big almost political machine like Well, I mean, it's just the one bad guy, really. And he's really just after the one person that you're already (laughs) working for. Yeah, Uh, that's convenient. There's some interpersonal relationships, uh, but not really. (laughs) We're working on like an aqueduct, but only kind of. They broke our desert mill. Oh, what? Surely we'll suffer and die without it no we'll go get another one yeah. the
2: same <laughs> night let's we'll just go get night. another yeah. one tonight they, Amazon Prime delivery
3: <laughs> the, the
2: thing <laughs> even the romantic subplot
3: oh. is like oh these two get together so much quicker than any other movie we watch <laughs>
1: it's a relief to have the mill working again do
3: you think the tubing
1: will hold yes the blades aren't too tight Are you sure it's going to be all right?
0: They look at each other and are like, I'm looking to replace my husband. I'm looking to <laughs> replace, replace my, my wife. wife. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. great. I mean, yeah,
3: it's Yeah, like usually when the two leads are kind of like forced together, it happens like in the third act. And like every time I'm like, well, this was inevitable. And this time, yeah, they, they get right ahead of it. I'm like, oh, I guess this is destined to be. Otherwise, why would this happen so early in the movie? Yeah, right. But then they don't stay. They don't because they can't. Because again, they copied and pasted the script and they, they didn't know <laughs> well, how. In the original they, script. They ran out of whiteout.
0: They, they they set up so many moments for there to be subplots that they just go, no. <laughs> Which I guess this is why this movie kind of feels a little bit like lacking because it only has an A plot and the A plot is the A plot for another movie told worse. It's movie light yeah. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a diet, you know. If you're watching your movie calories, this is a great movie.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> it is me angry Andy with your actress announcement. Where we left off, our intrepid heroes. Tark has been killed, and Jux has been kidnapped by Damnil's evil henchfolks. Swayze goes back to the farm and tells Kasha, "It's me. I attract violence."
1: He <laughs> shouts
0: it a bit to explain why he's going to attack Damnil's fortress. A certain suicide when she realizes she cannot. Swayze him. <laughs> nice. She takes yes. him into the back room to give him his sword back for the mission. But just as she does, she pulls a classic app and Costello castello, locking Swayze in the <laughs> back room so that she can solo damn nil and get all of the XP and loot.
1: <laughs> Suddenly,
0: the dog re enters the movie
1: <laughs> yeah. and helps
0: free Swayze from his non-gmo organic sustainably walled prison and we all know what that means it's time for a greased up lock and load scene that has less oomph with all of the hot topic clothes that he's been wearing meanwhile kasha has been whiffing it she thought that begging would work but eh she thought maybe like bribery would work but uh. damn nil has other ideas He'll learn the secret of the secret water source to take for himself and then just kill both Jux and Kasha. Kasha plays like super sad to get close to him and produces a small shiv holding Damnail hostage so Jux can run free. After a few moments, Kasha is taken prisoner while a couple of dune goons are in hot (laughs) pursuit of Jux. Now... We have what may be simultaneously the coolest and clunkiest chase sequence ever committed to film. Yes! Yes! yes. As Jux hijacks a sale car (laughs) and is then pursued by two other sale cars. Sale cars are exactly what you'd expect and they seem to go the hot 15 miles per hour that you'd also expect, which takes the wind out of their proverbial
1: and also <laughs> legitimate sails of the
0: chasing winds. After the kill team catches up, budget Billy Zane and other goon are really excited to murder a child, but before they do, Swayze comes out of the desert ready for action. One goon is ready, but unfortunately, he has brought nunchucks to a dogfight. Swayze and BBZ get into the sale cars and they have a joust, which is sweet, especially when Billy Zane 0.0 gets run through (laughs) and Swayze gets to say, I told you not to play with sharp objects. Swayze arrives at the end of the movie. And Damdale gives a lot of pop and circumstance to the final showdown between Swayze and Show, where Swayze largely loses for, like, most of the fights, <laughs> Despite Swayze having seen the Show Show before, the knee knife works again. <laughs> but Swayze has a Nerf secret shot knife.
3: Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yes!
2: Oh my god. Nice. And
1: levels
0: the playing field. When Damnil sicks uh, some other baddies on Swayze, show beheads one of them because it's his fight, goddammit. You're the best competition I've ever had, showing in tones. You talk too much, Swayze quips back, before the inevitable penetration of sorts, of
1: course. <laughs>
0: Damnil holds Kasha hostage, but Swayze does a big trouble in Little China and throws a perfect headshot, freeing her. With Damn nil dispatched, it's finally time for peace and serenity to come to the valley. It's time to build a city. And with all this peace, it's time for Swayze to move on. Hopefully he will come back, so he tells Jux. Swell big music that is reminiscent of bigger and better movies.
2: <laughs> the fucking Wind Racer fight. <laughs> it- Chase... Whatever you want to call it, yeah, yeah, incredible. The sound effect, the wobble of it, it sounded like in old sci-fi <laughs> movies when they would do thunder with the the yeah, sheet yeah, of yeah, metal. Yeah, 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 You know, the like,
0: yeah, it's um, terrible. <laughs> yes, in <laughs> the but best also way. Really fun, but also I just think about when we were when we were recording the Guardian Angel episode, and Casey was talking about like get people out of cars, put them on anything else, like a horse and I'm in. And then, and then we watch <laughs> sale cars and I go, I don't know if I agree. <laughs> I don't know if I just dis- like I've had, I had so many emotions happening at the same time where I'm like, I'm so glad that they created this, but also I feel like they must've spent so much time and budget on it. Yes. that They yeah. missed doing other things because they covered the hell out of it. And it, isn't exciting is really stupid makes sense but also all of the engineers were seemingly killed in the bomb drop
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's people
0: with the iq of tark being like yeah we have all this scrap metal i guess we could just we could just kind of bend it and uh it's like what what were you doing in your past life tark and he's like Sound effects for an (laughs) old-timey radio show? (laughs) I was the thunder guy. (laughs) I was trying to put the thunder in
3: Thunderdome. Yeah, right. (laughs) I would have loved if we had seen the like the wind racers and in the background was one of those strand beasts just like walking oh. <laughs> across the desert at the same speed as yeah. these wind racers maybe faster. I
0: love that they didn't undercrank or anything to try to make it look more exciting. <sighs> yeah. you, you just see in real time how unexciting it is to be on <laughs> these
2: things. <laughs> But it doesn't take away from the awesomeness of the stabbing of the joust kill. No, I loved that. That was it. amazing.
3: With the perfect quip at the end of it. Oh,
2: yeah. that Because also callback.
3: Yeah, there's two call- big callbacks in this scene. How he dies or in this scene, in this act. In the end, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How he dies. And the guy who tried to interfere before in show and uh, and Swayze's standoff tries to intervene again. <laughs> and he gets his head cleared, chopped off.
2: Because the, in the first fight in the and they're like a mock time battle when they're like circling each other He he threatens to chop off his head right? yeah
3: yeah i think he's like if, you, if the next person if you try to interfere again you'll lose your head and
2: then it, he does in the second fight and he does done be beheaded
3: set up payoff that's all Beautiful. we get plenty of payoff
2: yeah that's
0: yeah one two one two punches over and over again it, you know it's not exciting boxing but it's fundamentals baby <laughs> one, two, one, two. the best competition i've ever had
1: No one is
2: better than me. You talk too much. It is amazing that Swayze falls for the fucking knee knife. How did he fall for that? He saw that happen. It's tough, it's tough to block. How do you block it, Nina? (laughs) It's crazy. I did love his hidden hilt dagger, too, in his his crazy future sword. I completely forgot about it until you mentioned it, Greg. The sword that he's like pops off. It's like, aha, I've got another (laughs) smaller one. Oh, no. (laughs) He has another bladed object in the same hand. (laughs) (laughs) It's great because it's like, I already had one. Now I got a smaller one.
3: You call that a knife?
2: (laughs) This is a small Small one.
3: No, I've, re- I've reversed the <laughs> saying. Um, it's hard to tell unless you're in a visual medium.
0: <laughs> that is a <enough>, knife. Is mine.
1: <laughs> One way in
0: which this movie always delivers is the fighting. It was awesome. It was always good. I know. I, you know when, when he and show were battling both times, two time, two time. I loved it. The kicks are good. Everything's good. Well, Swayze, everything is good except at least at the beginning of this final showdown, it is shot like a three-camera sitcom. I <laughs> yeah. sure didn't get a lot of coverage on it. It felt like they shot it uh, like, they're like, we'll just do a couple of masters and then uh, we'll move on, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just the climax. We don't
3: it's the have- end of the day. you know, Everyone wants to go home. We're in the desert. It's way too hot.
2: Greg, you see all the B-unit, Cinematographers got killed in the bombing,
3: so there's no one
2: to do the insert shots or engineering. It was the engineers and the B yeah. unit, B,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, That's sad. Second unit directors were the first to go, <laughs>
3: <laughs> they
2: were food. <laughs> I also really liked there was a moment where show kicks off like a Rube Goldberg. Machine type thing that like destroys a windmill and it was a complete non sequitur to (laughs) the fight itself, but I loved
3: it. (laughs) <laughs> damnil is just up there being like this has really gotten away from me yeah. like, the consequences of these actions are just ridiculous at this yeah. point
2: i'm losing henchmen now i'm losing windmills yeah what am i damn Neil getting out of this <laughs> <Because>
0: <laughs> I imagine he's thinking I as these two behemoths are just tearing apart mm, his this seems like society. a Zen problem
2: yeah, yeah.
3: I, I need to stop hiring assassins with um a vengeance as pay <laughs> like, oh, you know i'll, I'll I'll work for scale, but I have to have in my contract that I get to fight these people (laughs) on my terms. Sure, that sounds like a good deal. No, it wasn't.
0: (laughs) No. Yeah, bad deal, Damn Neil. Pay
2: their day rate. Just pay
0: the day rate. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, That's the moment where Damn Neil's like, wait, what don't I like about Kasha's give water to everyone plan? (laughs) I would love to hoard it, though. I love hoarding. That's true. I love having everything (laughs) of a thing. This whole thing's gone too far.
1: Let's put a stop to it now. Too late
0: to stop it. Can't have you in the valley anymore.
1: Let my son go and we'll too leave. Too late for
0: that too. You had your chance to go. Why didn't you take it?
1: So what are you going to do? Murder us both like you murdered Tark?
0: No. I'm not going to murder anyone. He is. Loved the scene, but... The whole business where Kasha comes to damn Neil and show tries to argue for Jux back, then pulls a knife on damn Neil, gets Jux to run, only for show to take the knife off her, which leads us into the Wacky Racers. Yeah. That whole scene, it was cool. Like, all the business, like, like it sort of made, had a sort of rhythm and logical sense to the heightening of the drama, and then even a logical sense to when it would flatten the drama completely. (laughs) But by the end of it, all I think is like, wow, it sure took Swayze a long time to get dressed. Why are they doing this separately? (laughs) (laughs) Just 15 minutes of a mother, like, I will die for my child or kill everyone in here. Get out of here, son. While Swayze was polishing that old cheese grater. (laughs) Absolutely. One of the funniest things is having a lock and load sequence where you you have nothing to lock or load. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, It's basically a putting things in your pocket sequence. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sheath and unsheath
2: sequence is what yeah, it is.
0: Yeah. If there's no bandolier involved, it's not interesting. Yeah. But unless it was a sequence, and I would love this. Of just him putting many different little knives <laughs>
1: yeah. on his person.
2: Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Or if it's him just sheathing and unsheathing the tiny knife inside the big sword. <laughs> <over> oh. the-
0: <laughs> yeah. A Russian doll sword yeah. just, just full d- of d- smaller, smaller, d- smaller d- swords.
2: Yeah. It's all, spo- all the way down, just tinier swords.
3: The infrastructure of that cannot be sound. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they don't have any engineers. Oh, and the way as he's walking through
0: the desert, that sword is so tall. It's so tall on his side that I'm like, you are skinning your elbow with every step (laughs) slicing little pepperonis off himself with every stride
2: his sword is sheathed the wrong way so it is pointing toward him
3: i feel like there's a lot of accidental stabbing deaths in this world as evidenced (laughs) by the wind racer joust and like all it would take for him like to fall off of like a sand dune at the wrong time and just impale through his body you
2: would think the number one cause of death would be dehydration Actually, self stabbing. <laughs> God, the, I mean, the movie kind of goes the way you
0: think it's going to. Yeah, <laughs> the the movie, movie, it goes the way it goes. Exactly. It zigs when you think it's going to zing. Yeah. It zags when you think <laughs> it's going to zag.
3: There's just no reason for him to leave in the end except storytelling cliches yeah yeah yeah. the script
2: said it his character motivation is going against the script which is a truly insane thing to say yep
0: if you've done anything in this movie you have created a guy who at the beginning of the movie is going the wasteland is my home you're becoming a peacemaker old friend I'd never do that I live on the wasteland yeah Peacemaker friend dies, goes to where Peacemaker friend was supposed to be, gets everything he's ever wanted, and then goes, (laughs) nah, but the wasteland (laughs) At the end of the movie, Shane leaves because one, he's probably going off to die, and two, he's revealed himself to be like, I'm not just this kindly stranger. I have this whole past. You never know who comes riding into your town. This is just like, no, I... It says right here, right off in the sunset. I'm sorry, I can't. (laughs) Good luck, Jux. You you thought you were gaining a father figure. You've actually lost lost one. You've actually lost lost two. (laughs) Yeah, and like, it's like
3: you said, Casey, the movie has to remind you that I know what you think the arc of this movie is, but it is a story of vengeance. Because like when he kills Sho, he's like, Oh, but why, why, what, what? And he's like, remember an old man in a tavern and even show is like, shit, that's what this was all about? <laughs> <laughs> you kidding
0: me? I remember the ending the least, which is funny because it's the most recent thing I would have seen. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it works. I'm struggling to remember like their goodbye or anything. It's now,
2: because it's so vanilla.
3: Jux is like, when are you going to teach me how to fight? And he's like, We you don't want no part of this, Jux.
2: I also hate this line with a burning passion you don't want to be like me. You want to be like Jux.
3: He does end with, he promises oh, to yeah. come back when, when it's, it's time. time. It's like, well, why don't you just stay? Why, why isn't the time now? Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah. Bro, you can take a vacation. I know. <laughs> yeah, that, you don't want to be me, you want to be Jux line. That's the wettest part of the movie. They save <laughs> yeah. it right, right for the very end. <laughs> I
1: want to be like you and my dad. No. No, you don't. You want to be like Jux?
3: It's an everlasting desert, but you can see it fading fast. You got secret underground water, and you're gonna make it last. Teach your apocalyptic neighbors irrigation and how to farm. But the local autocrats are trying to do you harm. Are you ripping off the shed? Or is it bad max this time? Got some Twasie on the brain? And still, Dawn is perfectly fine. <laughs> ripoff report card. <laughs> Thank you, Casey, for the Steely Dawn inspiration.
0: It only <laughs> felt right. <laughs> the Steel Dawn ripoff report card is brought to you by whatever material post-apocalyptic leather is made of. (laughs) Although we all live in the sweaty desert and have lost all livestock animals, the Afterworld Wasteland still has more folks dressed exclusively in tanned and dried-out skin than a Boca Raton nude beach. post apocalypse leather, it's probably people. (laughs) Unsurprisingly, my report card covers the star of Steel Dawn, the Lates, the Greats, the Patty Sweets, <laughs> a man who spent his too short life shirtless tai chiing into our hearts and becoming a certified cinematic icon. And it wasn't until considering him as a ripoff report card topic that it hit me how much I took away from the sway an unproblematic at least as far as I know and I'm not listening la 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 leading man (laughs) teaching me lessons in unproblematic masculinity Johnny Castle taught me you could dance and still be tough John Dalton taught me you could be tough and still be nice and Bodhi taught me it's not tragic to die doing what you love especially if you're doing it while being totally gay bones with Keanu Reeves (laughs) Just the movies in general. Dirty Dancing portrayed an undemonized abortion. Two Wong Fu portrayed humanized drag performers. And Ghost has the only movie ghost rules that ever made any sense to me. Yeah. You think about touching it a lot and you can touch it. Am I saying it's brilliant? No, I'm just saying it makes sense. It makes more sense than any other ghost. Headlining these out-of-nowhere box office knockouts earned him the moniker King of Sleepers for a time in the biz. I mean, who could have guesstimated movies about sexy arts and crafts poltergeists and teaching dance to cornerless babies in the Catskills would be the biggest box office draws of their respective years? Seriously, Dirty Dancing was the first film to sell over a million home video copies, while Ghost became the highest-grossing movie of 1990, Breaking home video rental records. But that was Patrick Swayze. The contrast to and perfect embodiment of the late 80s movie star. That rare center of the Venn diagram between the philosophically sensitive, charisma leaking film performer with an eye for unique work and the baby oil, doing your own, kung fu, stunting Chippendales dancer. We want to show us just how much pain don't hurt. <laughs> And he wasn't even just a film and dance icon. Nah, 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 nah. Man was a music icon. And sure, his most popular song was She's Like the Wind, <laughs> which was written by Stacey Weidlitz for Grand View USA, a 1984 film in which Swayze had a small role as a demolition derby driver, but for whatever reason wasn't in that movie, and ended up on the Dirty Dancing soundtrack, peaking at number three on the Billboard Hot 100. And being played in countless grocery stores forever. (laughs) But, would you believe me if I told you Patrick Swayze was a hip-hop icon? What? Maybe it's just for having a last name with two syllables that rhyme with the word crazy. (laughs) But Patrick Swayze has been referenced in rap music since the late 80s by just about everyone you can think of. Cool G rap, on Marley Marlowe's The Symphony Part 2 back in 1991. Referring to his role in the movie Roadhouse, said, Reach for the pistol and you're crazy. Try to blast and I'll be swinging that ass like Patrick Swayze. (laughs) In the 90s, his name was so ubiquitous in rap music, it became slang. Hmm. In a reference to his superstar movie Ghost, the word Swayze started to take on a life in its own, meaning to ghost, to leave, to get out of here, to be gone. We dropped the microphone. Then we Swayze, said the alcoholics. (laughs) EPMD put Swayze references in three of their songs from the 1992 album Business Never Personal. You like the Wu-Tang Clan, do you? Well, Method Man on the song Bring the Pain says, I'm sick, insane, crazy, driving Miss Daisy. Out her fucking mind, now I got mine, I'm Swayze. Also from Wu-Tang, Redman on 1992's A Day of Superman Lover. As big as mine, yo, this bitch must be crazy. So I threw my suit on and I was Swayze. You get the idea. Crazy, Swayze, <laughs> they're out of here. One of the greatest rappers of all time, Notorious B.I.G., referenced him in three separate songs. <laughs> my favorite off of Runnin', Dying to Live from 1994, that's why I bust back, it don't phase me. When he drop, take his Glock, and I'm Swayze. Same idea, but it was rhymed with phase me. And, <laughs> and, and frankly, I'm done stiffly quoting rap lyrics. But Don't think of Patrick Swayze just as a, I don't know, a prop of hip-hop. No, no, no. He deserves props as well. Because according to a 2005 article on allhiphop.com, the 53-year-old actor had said he had begun experimenting with, quote, rap rhythms as an emotional undercurrent for ballads. And unfortunately, died before any of this material could surface. So Patrick Swayze, rest in power, film, dance, and hip-hop icon, (laughs) taken from us either way too soon or, depending on your opinions, of over-the-hill white actors attempting to rap at exactly the right time. And that has been a very swazy Steel Dawn ripoff report card.
3: Stop at the deli. The theater's overpriced. You got the backpack? Gonna back it up nice. Don't want security to get suspicious. Mister Pibb and red vines equals crazy delicious. You reach in my pocket, pull out some dough. Girl acted like she'd never seen a ten before. It's all about the Hamiltons, baby. Throw the snacks in the bag, and I'm ghost like Swayze. Swayze, Swayze, Swayze. <laughs> it's the rip off. What report card? It's the rip off. What, what report card? Rip off oh. report card. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that, that was in that too. It wasn't that. Oh my That's god! What I, when you said
3: it, I was oh. like, "Wait, no, I actually know this." Oh
0: from my the god! the whitest
3: rap possible. We,
0: as a podcast,
3: should not rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: In the last fifteen minutes, we got so much whiter.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> on and on and on and on. We could keep on talking about Steel Dawn, but because I'm feeling a little lazy, (laughs) why don't you all give me your final thoughts and then pull a Swayze.
2: (laughs)
3: I would like to end my final thought with a couple more highlights from the Wikipedia article about uh, his marriage to Lisa Nimi. Shortly after they wed, the couple moved to New York to pursue their dance careers until the late 70s. Then they relocated to Los Angeles. In addition to dancing and filmmaking, they ran a construction business and raised horses together. The Swayzes had no children. In 1985, they began living on a five-acre homestead near the Angeles National Forest, along with a menagerie of dogs Prized Arabian horses and rodeo cattle. What? Yep, their love was true and I aspired to that.
0: (laughs) On the heels of that, my final thought is that Patrick Swayze and Lisa Nimi's celebrity couple name is Pizza Swimmy.
2: (laughs) I don't like sand, it's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. (laughs) but I like this movie.
3: <laughs> Anakin likes this movie? Anakin likes Specifically. it. Specifically, so well, oh, but the nice. pod racing, I mean. It, but... he,
2: how could he not like it? Yeah. Right? Now, nah. Yeah, yeah. But what does Watto think?
3: <laughs> Watto thinks
0: that Sebulba always wins. <laughs> <laughs> do you want Watto to win?
1: <laughs> do you want Sebulba to win?
0: Nice. S- not nice. S- 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 very good.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you, want the the <laughs> you, want, you want to end of
1: the podcast? You want to? Yeah, I want to end. Not the
0: very podcast. funny. Greg's <laughs> final thought. Not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I ended the
1: podcast. <laughs> I love this.
2: Thank you so much to our teacher, Philip Marlowe, Seth Applebaum of Ghost Funk Orchestra, and Gabriella Tessitore of Scout Harris for our theme music, Justin Ferrero of the Rizzos for our bed music, and Shear for our logo, and the entire Video High crew, Greg Hansen, Casey Regan, Jamie Kennedy, and me, Josh Roth. On our next episode, we break out the sunscreen and s'mores for Summer Camp Nightmare. What starts out as a game of campers becoming counselors for a day turns into a revolutionary nightmare. Based on the novel The Butterfly Revolution, this one might actually be a good movie? Tune in to find out. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Oh, God, this movie is so threadbare. (laughs)
1: There's nothing
0: Truly nothing It's all leather So it has to be threadbare
2: (laughs) Simple Equations Podcast
1: Network